third and ten. Dalton steps up. Picked off at the 40-yard line. Isaiah Simmons. Simmons down the sideline. Simmons inbounds. Simmons all the way. They may say that Cameron Thomas put in the heat up. Been a hot hitter in this postseason. Alex Bregman. And the one-two. Swing and a three-pointer from way downtown. It's good! Alex Bregman! Thursday night sounds last night. A little postseason baseball on Thursday night. Well, this is interesting to see. It is Football Friday. I am Nick. Thanks for hanging out. Football, 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 football. Had ourselves a childish error in last night's baseball game, which is hilarious. That's one of my favorite things about baseball here. Let's watch it here. And bloop. Oh, did we miss it? Yeah, watch this little this little situation here by the pitcher. Look at, look at, here he is. Bloop. And then, oh, shit. And then he just throws it over here. Oh, man. Tough, tough look for the pitcher there, but the Astros survive. Before we get to Football Friday, they 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 hang on to beat the Yankees. Say, why did uh, I wonder why they lost? Wonder why they the Yankees lost? Well, if you ask manager Aaron Boone, one reason might be because the roof was open. That ball the judge hit. I mean, it was only about three seventy, but did you think it had a chance in that short right? Yeah, I think. You know, who'd have thought? I think the roof opened kind of kind of killed us. I, I think I think it's uh-huh. a three ninety ball. I think it the was roof like one oh six at whatever. And when I went out to take Seve out, we noticed it a lot with Tucker's ball. You know, the base hit he got to right, it kind of looked like it just went and stopped. And then I think Judge is a homer all the time. When was a Judge is a homer all the time. Well, he's definitely a home run at Yankee Stadium, which is like cheating to right field. Blown in. The wind point. was blown, yeah, across like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't think like he smoked it like no doubter, but dude <laughs> what you fucking talking about the roof being over right now hit the baseball i don't <laughs> oh yanks well the astros lead two nothing so that means that the yankee stadium thing is not going to be as much fun this weekend because they're going to be under a lot of pressure to keep this thing going irregardless let's move on it is football friday and let's get into it last night I had some news that happened during Sunday Night Football, which was kind of a shit show and kind of fun. Thursday Night Football finally had some scoring. Isaiah Simmons with the second pick six of the second quarter for Andy Dalton. The Cardinals hang on to win by eight. It was not that close. Um, it just the Saints got a field goal late to bring it with the one score game, and they didn't get the uh, they didn't get the onside kick. But during the game, megastar Christian McCaffrey, who seems to be still super famous despite never really playing football since he's constantly hurt has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for their entire future, essentially. McCaffrey, the running back, uh, he went to Stanford and was a fantasy. If you play fantasy football, you know who he is. He's a god of fantasy football, essentially. Rumor to the Bills, the Rams, I guess, were kicking him around. The Rams don't. I don't know how the Rams, like, they don't have anything left anymore. So that happened during the game. I think it's like a second, a third rounder this year, second rounder next year, and a fourth rounder next year or something. It's crazy what they traded. They traded a bunch of stuff. For a running back that's going to play like five or six more games. Uh, the game itself was weird. Nobody knows like Cliff Kingsbury. Here's here's Kyler Murray apparently really mad at Cliff. Look, here's watch the video. Look at him. 
One of the things I like about pro football is that they do. These are grown men. They yell at each other, and they they do say things to each other that were like you wish you could say it to coaches and players. Sometimes they do say that. There's video of Chris Boswell, the kicker for the Steelers. <laughs> this is so funny. He's walking into the locker room after they upset the Patriots, and the offensive coordinator Matt Canada is celebrating, and you can hear Boswell say, "It ain't because of you. Can guarantee you that." Like fuck, dude. <laughs> That's funny. I think that's funny. Last night had one of the greatest runs in college football so far this year. Dontavian Wicks. Let's uh, let's roll it here. This is the the recap from Lewis Riddick. Is uh, Virginia? I think he's a wide receiver for Virginia. Maybe a tight end. Uh, playing against Georgia Tech on Thursday night. Look at this. Bro. Look at this play. Whoop. And then spin stays inside. Whoop. And then now we have cut back. Whoop. You like that? Whoop. Cut back across the field. Pretty. Thursday night football for college is always fun. I like when there are conference matchups. There hasn't been a really big Thursday night game in a while. Shouts to the NFL for just destroying that. Just They just got rid of it. They, just, they were like, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen. Okay, football Friday. Let's get into, into a preview. i got to stop taking too much of your guys' time on Fridays. <sighs> Week 7. Starting Start with college. College football this weekend is uh, meh. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're, we're going to be okay. All right, so let's start with the top 25 and games that are going to be, that are going to matter or things where I think that they're, I'm I'm pretty good at sniffing out when there might be an upset or a game that'll at least be close. Like Indiana used to be the team to kind of pay attention to for something that could be fun, you know, but um, so let's see what we have here. The the noon game, the noon slate seems to be pretty good. Uh, Syracuse at Clemson. This is one of those games that you're going to want to be close. This is one of those games that I think I actually don't think this will be close. That's just my take. I don't, I, I'm calling bullshit here. I don't think it's going to be close at all. Um, that's the only ranked unranked matchup in the morning. You have Iowa at Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to drop like 70 on them. I think this is going to get ugly. Iowa can't score. The thing about playing defense is your defense gets tired when your offense has the ball for 90 seconds. UNLV at Notre Dame. <laughs> that's later in the day. Oh, Irish, you got to get seven wins, Mark, or you're going to be fired. Um, yeah, the, the morning window, not great. It just, uh, there's just there's college football. And then in the afternoon, that's when the ranked teams kind of come out to play. Ole Miss is at LSU. This one definitely smells like an upset to me. Ole Miss is weird. They're the number seven team in the country. They're the only undefeated team in the SEC West. Their schedule is front-loaded in such a way that they have straight conference games to end the season. They still have... LSU, Arkansas, A&M, Alabama, and Mississippi State. So all of the teams on their schedule are good. Um, or they're LSU and Mississippi State, they're rivals, right? So I think I think Ole Miss is going to be Bama. That's just a gut feeling. I just think they're going to do it. The Bama defense isn't scary, and I don't know. But I do think that Ole Miss is going to lose to either LSU or Arkansas. I don't know why. Uh, but last year they were 10-2, and two, and this year they have better players but a worse quarterback. UCLA and Oregon are playing, which is... Perhaps the most important game in the Pac-12 has had. The Pac-12 always manages to do this. They do this one extra conference game. So instead of playing, there's a 12-team league. So instead of playing like they play like nine conference games. The problem with this is that you like you need Oregon and UCLA to fucking avoid each other this year to the conference championship. I can't do all of this work for these people. Oh my god. So you got Utah. UCLA and USC are clearly the three best teams in the Pac-12, which is nice. Like these teams look like they're actually really good at football. Like they're like, USC's got their problems, Utah's got their problems, Utah's missing. Like, if they had, like, two five-stars a year, they would be one of the best teams in the country, but they're not. UCLA's coming out of nowhere. Chip Kelly, I thought that he would get fired. Remember, we reported that they had literally, like, 4,000 people at a game. Yeah, well, they're really fucking good. 
But they're playing an, a Pac-12 North team in, in Oregon. And if Oregon wins, then like, okay, Pac-12's done. They're not going to go to the playoff again. Despite, this is the first year in my life, a little side tangent, that I can remember that like a, like a 10 to 12 team playoff might actually be interesting. Before this, I was like, this is stupid. There are three teams. They'll crush these other teams. It's irrelevant. But this year, I'm like, I don't know. No. Are we 100% sure that Ohio State beats Ole Miss? Are we 100% sure that UCLA, like Clemson beats UCLA? I don't know. The other ranked-on-ranked game, Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas escaped Iowa State and Austin with bad bullshit refereeing, of course. Now they're on the road to Oklahoma State, who suffered its first loss of the year against TCU in an epic comeback last year, or last week, excuse me. I don't know what to say about that game. I think Texas has the best quarterback in the country by far. Quinn Ewers, man, he is legit. Uh, other big games this weekend. Mississippi State's playing Alabama. That is the night game on ESPN. Minnesota at Penn State. That's the, the night night game on ABC. That's the whiteout. Penn State trying to come back from getting annihilated by Michigan. Let's go to pro football. It is football weekend. NFL time. The big boys. The I smell some rats here on NFL gambling, and I've got some bets for you um, against the spread, etc. Let's start with Detroit and Dallas uh, and what I'm going to call a classic narrative off. So Detroit has the fifth best offense in the NFL right now. And this is, get this, this is total points scored. They're one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. Despite getting shut out and then going on a bye, they are still one of the best offenses in the NFL. So in back-to-back weeks, they scored zero points. One time they got shut out. And one time they were on a bye. And they are still one of one of the best offenses in the league. Total points right now, they're like 14th. Back-to-back goose eggs, and they're still right there. With a zero in a shutout, they are the third best offense in points per game in the league at 28. It's because the offense is designed to score points against what's happening in football. So right now, the reason that the Bills and the Chiefs aren't scoring a ton of points against these teams is because they're dropping two safeties. Well, when they do that, run the goddamn football. We talked about this. Detroit does that. And then when they do that, they do a classic Bill Walsh, old school Broncos kind of offense. Remember the Broncos from the 90s? That's what they do. That dominates this too high shit. However, their defense is among the worst in NFL history so far. Which is hilarious because Dallas' offense is quarterbacked by Cooper Rush, who was not starting this week. Dak Prescott is coming back. But the defense in Dallas is one of the best in the National Football League. Detroit is yonder at the bottom. Yards per game, 400 points per game. Rock bottom, 134. Get this. Detroit also, remember they had a bye week last week. And right now, the only teams that have allowed more points are the teams that have played two more games than Detroit, Arizona and New Orleans. They have played two more games than Detroit, and they have allowed more points. And Arizona has only allowed six more. So Detroit's defense is a joke. This game is either going to be a mess of offenses of offensive ineptitude because Dak is coming back, or it's going to be points on points on points on points. And I'll tell you what. On the Lions side of the narrative, it's same old Lions. Got to fight. We're gonna, it, this isn't working. This rah-rah shit. This coach can't do it. Versus, do we have a fake quarterback controversy, quarterback controversy? And we're like the black guy who's like a clearly a franchise quarterback and insanely good at Dak Prescott coming back. And like, the team looked really good with Cooper Rush. 
Oh man, this is this Dallas Detroit game is going to be a shit show. I cannot. This should absolutely be a primetime game. This is way better than the majority of Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games that we've had. Just saying. Other games I'm interested in. We've got a bunch of divisional stuff going on. Colts and Titans. I don't really care about that one. It's one of those games that's going to happen for me. I am weirdly interested in Giants versus Jaguars. I think that the Giants are fake good, and I think the Jaguars are accidentally bad. The Jaguars. Oh yeah, uh, Dallas, Detroit. Uh, Dallas favored by seven. I would hammer Detroit. Dan Campbell against the spread when the spread is four or more when they are favored, or when Detroit is expected to to lose by four or more. They're like eleven and three against the spread. Okay, Jags, Giants. Jags are favored by three. I think they're going to cover that easily. I think the Giants are fake good. They've been kind of doing this rah-rah, and they're getting, getting a little lucky. Time's up on that, I think, but who the hell knows? Maybe the Giants are for real. Browns and Ravens. Um, the Ravens are favored by six and a half. I'm not touching that game. I think that the, the Browns have some good things going on, some bad things going on. The Ravens are just, like, giving away games. Falcons, Bengals. Uh, Falcons are six and a half point underdogs. They are one of the cool stories of the year this year, but the Bengals, are, have they woken up? I don't know. You got to pick your spots with the Falcons. They are six and zero oh against the spread. That's only happened two or three other times in NFL history. And the other times those were like historically good teams, like the 2015 Broncos and stuff. When you think about six and zero oh against the spread, you think about teams that are just so crazy good that they're beating the expectation all the time. That's not the true case with the Falcons. They're doing something called threading the needle where they're losing games uh, but they lose, but cover the spread. But they're also winning games. They're a good team. The shittiest shit show will not, well, the most enjoyable shit show will be Dallas Detroit. But the shittiest shit show is going to be Green Bay and Washington. Green Bay is favored by four and a half on the road at your Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz is out for a while with a broken thing, hand, thumb, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is out because he's high. Just kidding. I would never allege that. Um, no reasonable person would expect me to besmirch his name that way. So, <sighs> Packers favored by four and a half. Taylor Heineke coming off the bench. Ron Rivera fighting for his job. Ron Rivera is going to be fired at the end of this year after Dan Snyder is forced to sell the team. However, this is going to be a heartbeat game. Remember, these are all professionals. Every now and then, a team that sucks would like defibrillate themselves back into being a real team. This is that game. I like Washington to win the game outright, plus 185. <sighs> I wonder what the Packers could get for Aaron Rodgers. I wonder who has enough compensation. Man, Broncos fucked up. If they just waited, <laughs> they could get Aaron Rodgers. I digress. Carolina Panthers have so far sold Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals for nothing. They just traded Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, which that's like the same, like he barely plays. They are uh, expected to be 13-point underdogs at home against the Bucks, who are kind of getting right. I think the Bucks cover, but I'm not going to gamble on this. I really want the Panthers to be... To have that, that and they had moments against the Rams where it looked like you were going to get that that game. But the Packers, Packers, or the Panthers are tanking. They're trying to get another first round pick. This is a magical draft class. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud uh, coming up in, in draft prospect land. They want to tank, absolutely. So I think that they're just going to roll over and play dead. Houston and Las Vegas. This one is really interesting. This is one of my rat lines. Vegas is favored by seven. I don't fucking get that. I don't think they're seven points better than Houston. Houston also kind of tanking. Remember Jack Easterby, the, the pastor that went from New England to Houston, and all of a sudden he was like the pseudo-GM for a while? Yeah, they finally fired that fucking loser this week. Is that symbolic? I don't know. I don't think so. Over-under on that game is 45.5. I would love the under. Under, 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 under. Seahawks, Chargers. The Chargers, Brandon Staley, he just can't get out of his own way. Seahawks are five-point underdogs on the road in L.A., which means like it'll be like a 50-50 stadium. Over-under is 50. I, wouldn't, I don't touch them without the modifier because it could be 50 points. It's unlikely this 26-24 or whatever. But I like Seattle to win the game. Geno Smith is playing well. And the Chargers are weird, man. They're just not that good. I don't get it. 
Chiefs Niners is the game of the day. That'll be the uh, afternoon game, probably on Fox. It is in San Francisco. You'll see Christian McCaffrey in a street close on the sideline. San Francisco, two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, they're going to smash that. I like them winning outright. No problem. San Francisco is going to beat KC. They just have better players. Even with Jimmy G, like it's, they just have better players. The night game is Pittsburgh and Miami. Primetime unders. The over-under on this game is 44.5. That's you think that these teams are going to score three touchdowns each? For real, look me in the face and tell me that. Do you think these teams are going to score three touchdowns each? No. The fuck out of here. Miami's favored by seven. That means that Tua or Teddy Bridgewater are coming back to play quarterback for Miami. <sighs> and that's your NFL Sunday preview. Let's go through my best bets. San Francisco to win outright. Detroit to cover. Washington to win outright. And Jacksonville, minus three. Detroit against the spread. Jacksonville against the spread. Washington outright. San Francisco outright. It's going to be a good week of NFL football. The narratives are really starting to set in. Bye weeks, bipocalypse happening this week. More teams on bye. The Eagles are on bye, etc. The Bills, I think, are on bye. A bunch of teams on bye. So we're, we're in it now, folks. It's time to start uh, checking out the draft prospects. I didn't mention Notre Dame. What I think would happen there again, because I know I have listeners that care about the Irish. Um, Got to win uh, more games. <laughs> this is They'll win this one big. Shouts to the Irish beating North Carolina, though. They're ranked. How about that? Is that a signature win? Is that a bigger win on the road than Brian Kelly? Who's to say? If Brian Kelly gets smashed by Ole Miss, is he fired? Be fucking hilarious. Lane Kiffin has been... Lane Kiffin has been the best coach in college football in the last 20 games. Like, just, just look into it. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Just look into it. That'll do it. Back and better than ever on Monday where Ole Miss loses and Detroit loses, and I'll be in a great mood. I'll see you then. <laughs>